and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and villain shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the mostly Miyazaki versions of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2004 animated film, Howl's Moving Castle. Let's meet today's witches and wizards. First up, he accidentally pirated the wrong version and caught a glimpse of Bowel's Moving Castle. We have Cat. Cat, how's it going? I'm doing great. Uh, how are, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, Cat. Next up, a man's closet and hairstyle are inspired by Howell. We got JJ. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. I uh, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I have plenty of positive things to say about it. So. Awesome. Can't wait to hear about him. Next up, I got nothing funny for him. We got Johnny. Johnny, how's it going? That's okay. There's nothing funny about me either. That's true. I just don't want to make the joke. Making his return to the podcast. Watch this movie just to nominate a show for Pat's Week. We got Rifle. Rifle, how's it going? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back and nominating a show for Pat. Yeah. Next up, our first moderator of the night. He's actually pro-war and hates this film. We have Miles. Miles, how's it going? Uh, one of those two things. Uh, and not even. <laughs> like, like ha- half of those two things. I, I think war's okay. <gasps> oh, damn. Okay. Whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> God damn. Okay. And, and Pat. Yeah, the ends justify the means, right, Miles? Um, uh, you know me. Why'd you check contract? <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. Yikes. Uh, hey, listen, us Northeasters, we gotta support Raytheon, right? Some way, one way or another. I thought you were, I Bolson thought you were gonna say racism. I me was, too, I was like, what a second. <laughs> Yo. You gotta. Um, uh, I guess what? so, yeah. yeah Kayla's so. hometown's, like, parade is always sponsored by Raytheon, and I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, what? Well, it's like Pratt and Whitney, or you know, or Sikorsky, or literally any other of the military companies that are part of the Northeast. But hey, what it is. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's actually talk about the movie now. Howl's Moving Castle, which uh, obviously was a, uh, according to what people said after, was a uh, it was uh, about the what was it the American War in Iraq, I believe. Uh, or I don't or think it's more just that. About, it's not. Yeah, I, it's I didn't not see just that about either. That. Maybe maybe like I shouldn't. Five percent. Maybe I, I should shouldn't have read that beforehand because I was watching the movie under that lens and I uh, I also didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, but either way, that's not what we're talking about yet. Uh, it aired in 2004. It was done by the very, very famous director, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, who's known for tons of other Ghibli films. And yeah, I guess let's uh, let's get right into it with our uh, initial thoughts. This movie about two hours long as well uh, for Howl's Moving Castle. Miles, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, so I... I like this movie. It's pretty. Um, I thought Sophie was a very interesting character. Um, she sort of rolls with the punches like really well, and that that caught me pretty well, like pretty off. This is my second Ghibli film, but I guess my first more traditionally animated one. And so, you know, the scenery and everything caught my attention. Um, I watched the dub. The voice acting was great. Uh, overall, I would I would recommend this this movie. Um, I think like during the course of this conversation, I might end up being like a hater. But just like as you're listening to me be a hater, uh, understand the context that I enjoyed this movie quite a bit, uh, and that I'm going to be a little critical of it. Uh, one because I think it's fun to be a hater, and two because it's held in such high esteem, and that always makes me rise to the occasion. Uh, but I would recommend it. I think it's a great watch. Um, so those are my thoughts. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Kat, what about you? When I first started watching the show, I could definitely see the influence that this had over like over other works like uh, Made in Abyss with the um, with the beautiful scenery and things like that. It was 
very beautiful. It was also it also made me understand the reason why Ghibli films are held in such high esteem, uh, because like watching it made it feel almost like a uh, almost like a a dream kind of. Uh, I think it kind of helped that I was watching it at like one a.m. But it's semantics. But I would definitely recommend this. Definitely, I would definitely recommend this film, regardless of like what the actual meaning of it is. It is just a like it's at its core, it's very, it's a very nice uh, love story between a man who's magic and an old woman, and I really enjoyed that. Okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Johnny? Yeah. So for me, this is my uh, not my first. Ghibli movie, but my first one directed by Miyazaki, and I can say for a movie that's almost as old as me, this is movie is actually like four years older, four, not not four years, four months older than me, which is kind of crazy to think about, which makes me feel old more than anything. But yeah, I feel like there's a reason why Ghibli movies are held in such high standards is because the animation of a movie from 19 years ago like if you look at any other anime from back at this time it's gonna look like complete trash compared to this so like this movie like and this is the kind of art style that i feel is gonna stand the test of time like this is something that's still gonna look good like 20 to 30 years in the future so i think that's definitely something that's that's like one of the big selling points for ghibli in my opinion from like what i've seen people talk about is that the art style is something that's very unique and i can definitely see that through here so that's definitely a plus. And for the story, I mean, I'll be honest, the story is not that deep in my opinion. It's like, there's a lot of, like, you could say a lot of things, like, you know, like, we just talked about before, how, like, it was kind of, like, Miyazaki's stance, like, anti-war. So I was like, yeah, maybe. You can stretch it to say that, but I think it's more of, like, he just wanted to say that. But, yeah, but, so, yeah, I think that the story in this kind of... In this kind of movie, it's kind of like how I think of, like, Madoka Shinkai films, where it's, like, I feel like the story's secondary to the visuals, almost, in this kind of, in this kind of film, where it's, like, you're there, it's, like, it's, like, a, it's more of a viewing experience than, like, a story experience. So I think for that, I definitely recommend this, but if you're going for something with, like, a very deep and, like, interesting story, I don't think that's exactly what this film is going to offer you. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Jay, what about you? Yeah, um, I this is definitely a movie that I think I could easily recommend to literally anybody. Like, you can watch this with your family. You can watch this with kids. You can like the, one of the first places I watched this was in like middle school or high school or something like that, towards like the end of the year in a classroom. Like, it's just it's one of those things where, like Johnny said, you know, people aim for realistic uh looking things all the time nowadays but something that's beautifully stylized like this and done well it truly is like timeless animation that will age very gracefully going into the future and has aged in the like near 20 years that it's been out like it still looks just as good as it did before even on like you know with some of it being like crunched into like streaming or whatever some of the quality being smushed the characters are all like pretty solid in my opinion, flawed in some ways that people might not like, but I enjoyed them well enough just because like knowing that it's based on more or less a children's novel kind of helps with that sort of like emotional uh not labor the the word but baggage like it helps you kind of pick that up and realize oh like 
it's meant for children to be able to relate to these characters, so that's why they kind of act childish sometimes. Which isn't necessarily an excuse, but just explains it. So, yeah, overall, I think that this is a movie you can easily watch with just about anybody. Like, even people who don't like anime. Like, if you didn't, if you watch the dub of this and you don't tell somebody it's anime, they probably won't know. So. Yeah, they might think it's like a cartoon or, ex- or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. I can see that. That's a good way to put it, I think. Uh, but yeah, Pete, what about you? Yeah, uh, this is my second time watching it. Uh, first time watching it dubbed. My first impressions is I wish Christian Bale did more voice acting. I really enjoyed yes. his performance. Um, I'm really glad Billy Crystal does not. Um, he is the exact opposite of the Japanese version for Calcifer, which was wild just to hear kind of like his performance. Um, why I love Billy Crystal as like an actor, I really did not like his performance as Calcifer. Oh god, I thought it was so good. I thought it was so good too. I, liked it a lot, I think it's because I watched the sub first because Calcifer is so much different in sub, like night and day difference. Um, that I I like the Japanese version of Calcifer a little bit more. Um, kind of like what reiterating everybody else said. I thought the visuals were stunning, especially like the first scene. When Sophie gets to the mountain and we see the castle for the first time, it's coming over the hill. I was like, holy shit, that's so beautiful. But I think Jay nailed it on the head. This is a kid's movie. What they did with this as a G-rated film, I think is fantastic. I would recommend this to like everybody. Uh, kids, like I don't know, seven and older could probably get something out of this. But yeah, I'd recommend it to a lot of people. And it's my second favorite Ghibli film for a reason. There you go. All right. uh, and Rifle, what about you? This is my first time actually watching the movie through. Like Jay said, I remember watching bits and pieces as a child uh, on Cartoon Network. And looking back at it now, I can admire all the animation that was put into it. It was very stunning. And I just love the world building it contained. Talking about all the wizards, the magic, this moving castle that can teleport you to different places. So overall, I would recommend this to everyone uh, of all ages. Fair enough. All right, sweet. And uh, yeah, I I would also recommend this to anybody. I think that especially because it is a movie, it's two hours, pretty easy to watch. I I love the art style as well. Uh, I know it definitely felt like my first true like Miyazaki or Ghibli experience, mainly because it was. And I guess the caveat that it's a kids movie makes it a little less. I don't know if disappointing is the wrong word, but maybe I just went in expecting to be completely blown away. I mean, it's an, it was an 8.6 something on Ma- 8.66 on Mal, and it's considered one of the best uh, Ghibli films, right? So I guess I expected more out of it by the end. I expected it to make me feel differently by the end of it. So I don't know. I guess we'll go again into discussion about it. But at the end of the day, I did still enjoy it a lot as well. So maybe uh, Miles and I are drinking the Haterade. I don't know. Uh you know, we just, yeah, it's the, the Raytheon connection, man. We just love it too much, right? Um, but yeah, all right, let's uh, let's get into spoilers, So, uh, which I guess matter a little bit in this movie. Just the usual uh, discussion, so keep that in mind. Maybe go watch it before listening to us talk about it. Uh, but yeah, I believe, I believe Pete had the first talking point tonight, right? Uh, yeah, I guess I wanted to get uh, some people, this is their first Ghibli film. Some people, this is their first Miyazaki film. So, uh, Pat, you mentioned it earlier. I think you were a little let down by what you were expecting. So for the people who is it is their first time experiencing like a Ghibli film, what were your thoughts on, you know, like the food that's always mentioned in Ghibli films? Um, there's there's a lot of themes that Ghibli films and Miyazaki films have. So 
your 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 thoughts on like what you've seen on like Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that, and then actually seeing it in person. As my first Ghibli film, because it's it's not just my first Miyazaki, it's my first Ghibli and in, in general. Um, I it felt really different than a lot of anime that I've said. Like like I said in my my introduction, it was well the first impressions. It feels like a dream. It doesn't feel like a like a it doesn't feel like an anime that has a lot of substance. It did have a lot of substance, don't get me wrong, but it didn't it didn't feel like a lot of other a lot of the other anime that we watch where it's like there's a for a full running plot and it's uh and it kind of hammers that down where it's very character based. It feels like it's kind of blending those two in a way that's almost um I guess the best way to put it is trippy, honestly. Like it feels it, it it feels like you're on a ride and you don't want to get off, but uh, while you're there, it's just very, it's just kind of like riding a Cadillac, I guess is the best way to put it. I, I was kind of feeling a little, a little let down uh, closer to the end where I was hoping there'd be a little bit more like suspense and a little bit more of a climax. It felt like it was just kind of coasting. Uh, a little bit like yes it was very climactic at the end uh where things started falling apart but like it felt like everything just kind of went hey everything's resolved everything's good and i get i get it that that is for kids but it's just a little it's just a little uh that doesn't completely satiate my criticism of it you know what i mean it, to speak to I that with that yeah, you too. Go ahead, Miles. But I was going to say, I agree yeah. completely with that sentiment, Cat. I felt the same way. The entire war conflict is added from the source material. Like, that's all anime original. Because this is based off of a fantasy book that was written in England from, like, 19, in like the 1980s or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if that's, like, part of it. Because there wasn't just, like, a, a I don't know, a way to conclude that that also fit with everything else that was happening you know there was already a lot of stuff happening and everything and so you know with the interpersonal relationships between people that and i guess i'm assuming that you thought that was the thing that had an ending that was like a little and now it's done because to me like that's where i thought the ending was like that where they were just sort of like and now the war is over yeah uh, yeah because like it just felt like um it just felt like nobody wanted to be in the war except for the people that were in. Like, it, it didn't feel like there was anything... Like, when the prince came out, like, when the prince came out of the Scarecrow, it was just kind of like, oh, there's your answer. Hey. like, okay. Oh, yeah, let's end the war now. Yeah, I yeah. agree to end the war. That that felt very funny to me. I don't know. It, it like, was, yeah. I'm all for ending wars and all that. Uh, but, like, this just felt very quick and very convenient and uh i guess like that's kind of one of the things that i uh that i feel uh kind of can uh be a little excused for the what's it called uh for it being a kids show but it's not completely excused like it sure like it might change it change my score like by one but it's not going to make it completely like a 10 you know what i mean all right uh johnny you had uh an answer to pete's question too yeah so this is my second me second uh ghibli film as i said before 
And for me, you see, I feel like the reason, and this is kind of also to like Pat and Miles' point, which like they had like everyone has obviously such high expectations going into this because it's like when you first start getting into anime, like one of the first things that shows up besides like like the regular stuff, you know, like Attack on Titan stuff, is like, it's like oh Ghibli, you know, it's like. But it's kind of treated as its own category now, but when I was starting to get into anime, it was kind of like a really big thing. It's like, oh, you need to watch these Ghibli films. You have to. But for me, I feel like, and this might just be my personal experience, I feel like seeing Ghibli movies for the first time has kind of been ruined by the fact that I've seen Matoka Shinkai movies before, and I feel like there's a very similar vibe I get from these movies. In the sense that, like, both of them are like kind of known for like their outstanding visuals and and uh, music in these movies and it's also just like it's a kind of sightseeing anime where you kind of just sit back and just watch the scenery and i feel like and i don't know if it's true or not but i feel like Matoka shinkai took some inspiration from ghibli as well from like some of the scenes that i've seen so i guess maybe because we didn't watch this like i feel like a lot of people who watched this when they were kids and then, like, now they're going back, revisiting it, seeing that, like, that nostalgia kind of, like, affects how they think of the show. So I feel like maybe that's why for us, you know, we're, like, we're all adults now, unfortunately, including myself. It's shocking. Yeah, hey, I'm but happy it I'm is... an adult. Yeah, but it's, like, you know, maybe, like, if I, I feel like if I watched this when I was, like, still 10 years old, I would have liked it a lot more. But, you know, like, now watching it back, after seeing what we have now... Like, it's, does it still hold, like, the test of time? Absolutely. I still think this is worth watching. But I think that because of what we have now, it's not as, like... It doesn't have the same impact that it does for people who watched it when it came out. I feel. Yeah, I think what you're saying makes sense. I don't know. I've been... Uh, I, I kind of... I can, I can see both sides, for sure, because... The, the nostalgia effect is so real with so many shows, right? Uh, and and so many different like IPs and things that you you enjoy, right? And and, and like the I think the art in this, uh, just from seeing gifs of Ghibli shit all over Twitter and all over Discord for years now, I feel like I've seen a ton from this specific movie compared to like some of the others. Like, uh, what's her name? Sophie, I believe her name was right. Sophie's face. Character? Yeah, yes. The, yeah. The, well, I mean, the, the old... I was just making sure that's who he was talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, the, the old woman's face. Like, I've seen that a million times. The the uh, Calcifer is his name. Yeah, the, 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 the Speaking Flame and stuff like that. I feel like I've seen that plenty of times. Well, uh, more so than, like, any other Ghibli film. So I'm sure people, I guess, latched onto it for that reason. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's, it was way more impressive back then. Like, this is, this is 2004. Like, what other anime in 2004, like, what other, like, movies at the time were that good-looking? I mean, like... Well, let back me tell like, you, Johnny. Because it, it lost the Academy Award to Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Okay, to be... Okay. <laughs> that, that sounds is like, awesome, to like be a, honest. It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a really good movie. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, that is, like... It's animation, but there's also, like, real... I, I guess Ghibli also does that, so... Like, yeah, fair enough. And Disney, like, like Disney existed in two thousand four. Yeah, but it's like it's like you got Disney, you had Pixar, you had Miyazaki, and then you had what else? Like it looks really was, good for two thousand four. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like like there was really like not that much 
at the time in terms of animation. Especially for, like, anime, right? Like, I mean, I don't know what this thing's budget was, but, like, sure, it might not, you know, like, Disney movies in the 90s might have as good animation, but I bet they're also working with... Yeah, like, this thing's budget was 24 million US dollars, right? The Incredibles like... came out in 2004. Okay. That was a that didn't How much win. money did they have? 92 Incredibles. million. It made okay, 633. So yeah, yeah, ninety-two to one forty-five. So it's dealing with somewhere between like four and seven times the budget. So, also in my humble opinion, I feel like Miyazaki films age better than The Incredibles. Ooh, The Incredibles, or this, or this uh, film. That's a this, that's a like top five film. Pixar movie, my man. Yeah, it's a tough take but, there. I mean, to in terms of visuals, that's me. Not like story or anything, but just just in terms of visuals. To oh, answer yeah. your question, like Akita, for example, like that that literally changed the way the animation was made. It changed the way budgets were allocated to animated movies. But there were also a couple of scenes from Akira that were like a little bit Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, like they had the money shots. Like they Again, had like the but you know like Akira had double the budget of Hal's Moving Castle like two decades before it came out, so not even accounting for inflation. So a Hal's Moving Castle I think Johnny, your point stands. Looks very good for its time and its budget and all of that. Like it is definitely a standout in that mm -hmm. that category. That's fair. And I feel I feel like that is, in my opinion, the strongest point about these movies and why people still remember them so fondly. Because I feel like those are that is the most memorable thing about these films. In my humble opinion, I feel like just I, I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like these movies the story is not the most like the best part about these movies i feel maybe not i mean maybe i'll have to watch spirit of the way which apparently is the best oh Ghibli it's so film. good yeah yeah so like maybe i don't know like, but like i guess i'll ask you since you watched it like do you think that like that that story like the story in spirit of the way was better than the visuals i just like how unique spirit of the way is that's why it's my favorite but i i, I think like I think the thing is, we're thinking Howl's Movie Castle is supposed to be, like, this PG-13, go to a movie, have this huge theme, like, something like Suzume or Your Name or Weathering With You and stuff like that, where this movie is a G-rated film. Like, I feel like that's what we should be, like, like, how is this compared to, like, Toy Story? How is this compared to, like, Iron Giant? Like, I feel like that's what we should be, like, comparing these this movie to. When we say oh. something, like, if we're comparing it to, like... The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which has like completely like different themes than a Ghibli film, I, I feel like it, it like shifts away like what the movie is trying to present to its audience. Like I feel like it's like a very easy film to relate to. The characters are very likable, um, and like that's what resonates with me with these Ghibli films. It's very easy to consume. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I don't think though. I mean, to sort of throw literally what you said back at you like i don't think just because it's a g-rated film necessarily means that you have to sacrifice anything um like you can still have Ooh. like really good like themes and everything with like you yeah i agree you, are you serious yeah like, i think you have to change like dialogue and stuff absolutely to, to you, you can I tell us can, i think i think it's easier to have like a better dialogue when it's free range when you're limited to, like, a G-rated film, I think you're limited on what you can present. 
Sure. Do you think it's impossible to write a story that's as good as like there are stories, in my opinion, that if you have if you make the story exactly how you want to will be rated G? I, well, I think there's I think if you look at like the top, let's say let's just take films, for example, top rated films yeah. of all time. How many of them are rated like G to PG? Like, I bet it's like a Toy very story? small amount. Like I yeah, to- Toy Story, the one that you mentioned. Yeah, is like an it's, example. it's not zero, but it's it's very small. Like the the best films of all time, I feel like have free range to, you know, present themselves with what they're trying to do with right. something like Howl's Moving Castle. I think it's presented for kids in a way for everyone to consume. But the but the I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of movies, even especially recently that have come out that kind of refute your point, like. Uh, I believe was it Encanta that people absolutely adore. Sure. And I'm not saying it's zero. The... I'm not saying it's zero. I'm saying it's a small amount. I'm not saying like a G-rated film can't be like critically acclaimed. I'm just saying more often I... than not, it's not going to be. I guess that's the skill of the writer, though, in my opinion, more so than it is like the challenge of the thing that's going on. You know, sure. to, to me, uh, because you can have these really deep themes and these these sort of um well, I mean the show has themes yeah, that yeah. are good and everything like it's not shallow yeah, no I, I I guess the reason why I love Howl's Moving Castle is that it presents themes in a way that everybody can consume in a very like easy manner and I think that is a testament to good writing to like good messaging and that's why I hold this in such a regard but because it is rated G, say if this movie was PG-13, I think you could have done war, like, a, a, a lot better, I, I think. Something along, like, those lines. We're going to hop to J in a second here, but really quick, Pete, do you think this or Iron Giant does War is Bad better? Ooh. Uh, I think they're comparable. They're, they're, both okay. very, they're both very good. I guess in my mind, I think Iron Giant does it better. Yeah. Um, I also, J- yeah, yeah. Okay. Jay, you have a talking point? Well, no, I'm just going in on this as well. Mm. I think that... Of course. I think I disagree with both of you. Neat. I think that this movie is good, and it also doesn't really give up a lot of complexity despite being rated G. Like, Miyazaki is an incredibly gifted screenwriter, and basically he uses every part of the buffalo proverbially when making a movie. Not a frame in this movie is wasted. When Hal meets... Uh, Sophie for the first time we have the obvious line of him saying like I've been looking everywhere for you which is the ambiguity of it is meant for you to think that he's just getting her away from these fucking douchebag soldiers but in reality if you look you can also notice his ring shine which leads to Calcifer who is his heart which shows that the past thing has already happened and that Sophie is already in his heart also they mention that Calcifer isn't supposed to let any strangers into the castle Sophie is able to get into the castle easily at the start because Calcifer already knows her from the past. Like, this movie was planned and screenwritten very well. I think that it's just not necessarily, like, thrown in your face like a lot of movies try to be, like... Like a lot of movies are now whenever the writers feel kind of clever for referencing something that happens later on. Like, they make it too obvious. It's very subtle, in my opinion, for this movie. I want to clarify that I don't think this movie is poorly written. I think this movie is is well written. I, I think it. that the, I wasn't the, trying to yeah. say you were saying that. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, just, I I think that it's easy to misconstrue what I was saying. I think that some uh like 
it's weird because like when I watched this movie, I was like, this is great. And then I was like, let me read about what the creator of this movie said this movie was about. And I was like, nah, get off, dude. Like, that's wrong. Like, you don't understand your own movie. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, I think the movie is well written. I think that like the plot is a little ephemeral and sort of wiggly, but I don't think that's bad. Like, I, I like a lot of stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I think that some things just happen occasionally, but that's not bad, again. Would like, it make you feel better to know in the books that Hal is a Welsh rugby lad who drinks too much? And a womanizer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that part is, is in the movie. He harasses her constantly in the movie until she says no and he gives up. <laughs> <laughs> she's also pretty miserable, apparently, in the books as well, where she's like a pretty... Uh, like I really liked her character in this where she's very steadfast and um, able to deal like she starts a bit down where she's just like I'm ugly and it's just like yo just like change your hairstyle a bit girl but like I think to like wrap around the point that I was more or less thinking about like there's a lot of people want things to be explained and I understand that but, like, Miyazaki's whole thing, if you watch more of his films, is that he loves to include, like, a sense of mystery and wonder to his stuff. And, like, I feel like explaining how the magic works or the time travel or whatever would both bog down the movie and just, like, it's just not necessary. Like, not everything has to have, like, a hard magic system. Yeah, hard magic, yeah. People think hard magic systems, yeah. They think they're strictly better, and, like, that is fucking wrong. Can you just imagine Gandalf being like, oh, here's how my staff works, and how I repelled <laughs> the Balrog, as opposed to it just being fucking really cool. Like, exactly. <laughs> does anyone else have a talking point? Or want to chime in on this before Johnny. we move on? I think yeah, Johnny yeah, had, a, had something to mention. I do have a talking point as well after this. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's been a while, but I guess... I guess it's, like, back to, like, do you think that, like, the G rating, like, holds the story back? It's, like, I don't, I don't think that, like, that justifies, like, bad story writing. I don't think this has bad story writing, but, like, it's, like, the way that you rate it, it's, like, it's saying, like, the, the rating of the show prevents it from doing things that it wants, which I guess makes sense, but then you could also just write a story that's not G rated. I mean, I think there's a few Ghibli movies that aren't rated G, right? Almost yeah, no, for sure. Mononoke. Yeah. yeah, so it's like... Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, want, if you, you sure want to write... Um, like, if you want to write a story that's, like, you know, more mature, you can just, you know, make it PG-13 and not G. So I don't, I don't think that's a defense word, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like... You, you can write a great story that's G-rated, and I feel like this... I mean, the story here is still good, it's just I... I'm I'm the kind of person where it's like, with this kind of story, I kind of feel like it's a bit like too fantasy and mystery like, where it's like a lot of things are left unexplained, and you kind of have to either like do your own research into it, or you have to just like give it the benefit of the doubt and just assume that like, oh yeah, this is this is probably what happens. This just works, you know. It's just so it's like, and also like that part about like, so like. Calcifer knowing who Sophie was on Letterson, but to be fair, he also let in the Witch of the Waste and also a dog, so like Witch yeah. of the Waste also is not a stranger, though. So. I and guess a dog but... is a dog. By by time looping, they're <laughs> not a stranger, yeah. right? Well, the, no, no, the Witch Hal, of the Waste Hal, wasn't Hal's, a Hal literally had a fling with the Witch of the Waste. Yeah, they were fucking. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, he, yeah. he mentions that the reason why she's sent the love letter with Sophie and cursed Sophie is because he uh, pursued her because he thought that she was a beautiful person. But then she proved that she wasn't. So he uh, ran away from her. And now he's just been running ever since. Hmm. I thought he was running from okay. the war and other things, too, which I guess he could be doing both at the same time. Yeah, he's, um, he's mentions that his entire thing is he just runs from everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. Uh, it's the right. moving castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all clicks. <laughs> yeah, look at that! Wow, so the true um, moving castle was the friends we made along the way, or something. Anyways, thanks, Johnny. I um, know. <laughs> yeah, it is. More or less, isn't it? That's kind of what the story ends up at, isn't it? Yeah, uh, so my built the house though. <laughs> okay, so my um. I, I guess my did the romance. All right, I'll just come back straight out and say, it. did the romance between Howell and Sophie like not really feel like romance to you? Like when they kissed the no. end, and it was like, oh, they're true love. Like I, I was kind of just like, I mean, I guess because they're the two main characters in the movie. But like, did they? That didn't. I, again, maybe because it's the G rating, but I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. The, the, like, the, the, the time warps that they had and stuff like going back and forth like looking for each other i lo- i loved it i thought I it was incredible romance i didn't get that at all i i also i don't know maybe i wasn't aware enough but i didn't the time travel to me was like oh there's time travel cool like did that really happen in the movie that often i i didn't it didn't feel like it was like a main it part of the once. movie when he says oh i'll come find you or whatever when she says that when she says that, yeah, or come find yeah. me. Yeah. Right, well, so it comes up that... at the end of the movie, 90% of the way through the movie. Yeah, and at the literal start time. of the movie, whatever he says, I've been looking for you. Well, that's we know that's, know that that's time travel. I, at the I understand. I know, it's like foreshadowing or whatever. The it, that's phrase. foreshadowing. It's payoff. Yeah, it's great. Wait, what about when he gets stuck as a bird and then goes and hides and then later is not a bird? Isn't that him? No, not... that was her dreaming. That was her yeah. dreaming. Yeah. When what? No, because the she gets bombed in the dream. What? Yeah, she gets bombed in the dream. But like, also you have that to look at dream? the. So yeah, so like when she's awake, uh, she's in her like her hair is fully black. Her hair is never fully black after she has the curse, um, unless she's asleep. So that was a that was to signify her. Her dream. hair is black when she's talking to the queen. So the... she regains her youthfulness when speaking the truth or speaking yeah, for it's what like, she it, wants. It's like once she, it's like she gets the curse lifts when she's like definitive it's about something both. and working towards a goal. And then also when she's asleep, but I assumed it you was because right. when she's sleeping, she can like work like her dreams or what she wants. So she's like naturally doing that. Yeah. Right. I think you're both I... correct. Yeah, they are. Mm. But to pull it back, I, I, I don't know. Again, to me. Oh, it's the romance the, part. Yeah. The ro- well, the beyond the romance too. Like, I, I don't think just saying that line in the beginning implies that there's t- like time travel comes up a singular time in the movie in terms of its relevance to the plot, whether it's happening or not. So I, when it happened, so to speak, I was just like, oh, this can happen because it can. And I guess that's the fantasy element. That's the magic. It's the whatever. But I just wish that it wasn't that to me felt kind of just like eh, I, I and I I'm, I guess I'm a notorious time travel hater too, 
but uh i guess yeah i know but this felt <laughs> except for random. the single worst instance of it i have ever seen in fiction enjoy the movie it's something i love that part of yeah, it. Don't yeah, worry. Anyways. No, it's okay i agree with you that like i didn't feel it was too well explained in this because it's like again it happens a single time there's also like 20 other things in this movie that aren't explained you know it's like Right. Why are they fighting in this war? Oh, it's a pointless war, but it's like, okay, like, that has to be at least a reason, right? Like, maybe, like, they just, like, I don't know, like, had a bad land or something. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> any reason besides just, oh, we're gonna go to war with them, because this yeah. is a movie, and it's... But the more important part of my complaint was the romance. I didn't feel like <laughs> they connected at all. They, 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 anytime they talk to each other, it was never for more than two or three sentences without Howell, you know, walking away or going to do something else or, 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 or anything. Like, I didn't feel like their connection, I guess, to the point that I was expecting to when to, they suddenly kissed as true lovers. To answer Johnny's question, by the way, the war is probably because the prince is missing and they assume that he was kidnapped. That's why they dropped the. That's why they dropped the leap. That's why they dropped the leap. Could be a reason during the first bombing. In fact, I will tell you that that is at the very least the official explanation of it. As I am reading that, where they end up in time, the war hasn't started yet. The prince wakes up and then goes to prevent the war from happening. So he goes to prevent the war. In the book, in the book, they just do the war anyway. Okay. But then I guess it's not pointless because then it's like the enemy thinks that you just killed like their leader. It, I think the point would be I, I, I he wasn't kidnapped. He got cursed by someone completely different. And like yeah. I think that it would it would be pointing to the but that's, yeah. But that's even more holes. That's even more problems. Like what? How did he get cursed? We didn't. Really fine. Bro, because he was in the waste, and they say there's nothing but witches and wizards out there. He probably just got like zap drive by curse. Why was he in the waste? <laughs> we, liter we literally. Who knows, man? We literally, just we literally there? see. We literally see the main character just get like cursed for having a hat shop. Yeah, well, that's because start. she was like she was with Howl like that. Like yeah, there, the, like it made sense. Which sees her. He just like he just like got lost and then just turn into a puppet like or, he's also a prince so like yeah they, he's a prince and they have royal wizards so it kind of goes to assume it's that a target. perhaps there's another royal wizard for other countries that would be interested in cursing the brilliant the quote brilliant general and prince of the neighboring nation yeah, it who was traveling been. alone and got lost and got I thrown think, into a scarecrow. I don't you mean this it, I'm trying to put this in a nice way but it feels like you want them to just like tell you literally everything yeah. and just like flash it on screen like, I, I, I am text. probably taking this too far but it's like my it's because my overall point is like i feel like things aren't explained as well as they should be which maybe isn't like something that they should have done it maybe would it's just, just bog a personal it down thing. it would bog it but down yeah, like, I, like, like maybe it is just a personal in this thing, specific me, example maybe but like in general i think was more johnny's point and and i think i i agree with it personally that that there should be that there were just so many things that would just happen. And again, it's like, oh, well, the explanation main most of the time, like it is in a lot of shows too, is it's fantasy or it happened because it happened, but it's still, uh, I don't know. I, I find that kind of stuff frustrating. I, I mean, I don't, I don't. Okay. God, I'm going to flip on this. Maybe I'm going to defend this movie. Let's go um, you know, 
you know that the prince is missing. That's a plot point, right? You know that you have this turnip guy, right? And then you know that people get cursed in this world for whatever reason. Like the the, the point oh, yeah. is that he is missing. It, we don't need twenty minutes explaining that this prince, you know, like cheated a wizard out of money and then the wizard cursed him or that he was like a playboy and then some witch was like once you fall in love you'll be able to not be a turnip anymore you know like it's just it's not necessary it'd be wasted screen time like it's a thing that we know can happen in this world it and it and it happened and so like is it a little bit abrupt i'm gonna agree with you i think it's maybe a little bit abrupt do i don't think it's like a horrible though like it's 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 like because you know that there's a missing prince he has to be somewhere and by the end of the movie you you basically have turnip guy left that's you know the last place he can be and because we've already seen people getting cursed for whatever fucking reason like to me it's not crazy that that would happen i also want to amend something i think some reddit person got the timeline wrong i think they do stop the war from happening and it's still ongoing i'm not really sure um but the point being like i like everything can't have a backstory or you'll never end the movie also if uh if it wasn't turnip head then you got guys would probably be saying well then why did they even include turnip head if he's just a scarecrow yep because it's a G-rated it's fantasy movie. Fantasy G-rated movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's but you're using your like they just knew everything. Like we yeah, gotta explain just, what you know. the dog was. He's a familiar. It's based on European folklore, which is have. When did they say that? that? What she says? She literally says, "This is Heen, my attendant dog. Yeah. I sent him to guide you." Oh, okay, yes. Okay. We're always and, playing subway okay, okay, surfers during sub. this movie. <laughs> I watched the sub. When didn't say that. They just said, this is surfer. my companion. Yeah, they did. They 100% did. Uh, Solomon did. What did they did. say in the sub? Solomon That's said that. Solomon's dog, yeah. They said dog. I didn't expect it to be, oh, she, this dog is actually a level 400 wizard from, like... Well, she explains that the dog is, like, she can see through the eyes of the dog or whatever. And we, and like, we see that oh, yeah, in the movie. That, like, she just, <laughs> As soon as she just like put a spell on the dog, we have, she has a crystal ball. You see this in the movie. Yeah. Sure, okay, sure. She put a spell on the dog. I mean, that's why the dog is there. Yeah, she's Again, a witch. Magical <laughs> things happen. Yes. Yeah. Weird magic things happen in a magic movie. But why is there magic? Yeah. What okay, happened in the creation? That's the backstory of magic. What yeah, happened like, at Ground Zero for magic? How did magic exist in this? World? We need a create. We need a creation myth at the a twenty minute long creation myth like Lord of the Rings. Yes, the yes. I, I want every fucking movie we watch from now on to have the Cimmerillion or it's fucking bad. Correct. <laughs> every movie just starts with a Star, like... Star Wars text scroll of like every single event that happened in this world's history. We need an hour-long episode of just, like, the two-year eternity origin story. Oh, one second. Someone wants to talk in an organized manner as we yell at each other. Rifle, what do you have to say? (laughs) Yeah, I just, just to, like, veer the discussion towards the selling point of the film, which is the animation, I wanted to get y'all's thoughts, like, what were some of the key scenes that really struck you out? Like, for me, I thought the beginning moments where Hal and Sophie were walking through the air looked rather impressive. 
I have two uh, in my mind. One I mentioned in the beginning when Sophie's walking over the hill for the first time in the beginning and we see the castle for the first time. I thought that was absolutely incredible. And then I think the second time was when Sophie was discussing with Solomon um, about Howell and her face changes from old to young back to old in like one frame. And I just thought how that was like transitioned was so smooth and clean. I was like, damn, that was really good. Those are the two that stuck out to me. For me personally, uh, like when the when the moving castle comes in first, like when everything is moving and you see all these different moving parts that are all moving almost like independently of each other and there's no choppiness or anything like that, that was extremely uh, like satisfying. And I know it had to be technically brilliant uh, to actually have that. Even if it's CGI, it, it looks amazing. Yeah, uh, for me, I think the ones that really stand out are um, basically, like, the whole stretch for when they get invited to the castle is a visual treat, in my opinion. Like, even just seeing, like, something like uh, the Witch of the Waste, like, struggling to get up the stairs. I thought that that was, like, just really well animated, how they, like, drew her, like, becoming more, like, amorphous and such. As well as like the uh, like the dancing little creatures that stole her power f- that came out of the light bulbs, I liked that design a lot. Uh, the all the stuff with the like whirly bird ornithopter thing they had was awesome. Um, and then like when Solomon like taps her cane and the ocean comes out of it, that w- reminded me a lot of uh, Pokemon the movie Entei. Whenever she summons her water Pokemon. I thought that that was a very similar thing, which so that gave me a rush of childhood dopamine. So I really, basically, the whole movie is just a visual treat. A big part of why I think you can watch it with anybody. Yeah, I I think to like piggyback off of what Pete was saying, my favorite, like it was all very beautiful. But what was interesting to me was how dynamic Sophie's age was within a scene where it, it felt like. You had like a video game slider, and you were like deciding how old yeah. your Baldur's Gate character was, <laughs> and then you were just sort of like moving it back and forth during various scenes. Like there wasn't just old and young; there were like stages within that, and I thought that was real, like amazing attention to detail. I guess I'll go. So for me, I think because it was my first time, I was just—I don't have like a particular scene I can remember, but it was mostly just like all around us very well. One thing that I want to mention, I think that was better, was the backgrounds. I feel like the background shots in this film were, like, really good. One slight annoyance is that there are a couple shots when the background merges with, like, the foreground in a way that, like, looks a bit unnatural. So there's this one scene where she's, like, in the... in, like, the flying plane thing, and she hits a column... But the thing is, it's like, you, you kind of see this with modern shows as well. It's not like the foreground and the background are like animated separately, but they still affect each other. So like once Sophie hit the column, it broke off, but in a way it was like it was two different art styles. And it's like, it's probably not something that like the regular person like would like notice or pay attention to. But for me, it's like as someone that's like had to like deal with that kind of thing it is kind of off-putting and it's like it's a very small nitpick and it's like it's probably not like a big complaint but that is just something that i noticed 
maybe a limitation of the technology at the time or whatever. It's the same thing with like, uh, oh, this complaint makes me think of like old, like late 90s SpongeBob episodes where it's like he's walking along the street and then you notice that like one of the coral is slightly a different color than the rest of the background coral. And it's like, okay, so that coral's getting moved. And then sure enough, he grabs it or something like that. I think that that might be um, like a very, and it's yeah. just the nature. And you don't see that as often in modern animations. Uh, it's still a little bit, but yeah. It, they've gotten a lot better at blending the foreground, the background. So would you say it's it, not as often as in modern animations? <laughs> I was agreeing with your point, Pat, but if you I'm want just... to make it an if you want to make it an argument, you, you want to argue, let's argue. <laughs> No, I just thought it was funny that, uh, you know, you interrupted me to agree with my point. That's all. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've just given you a shit, Johnny. Uh, yeah, I, I I guess for me, the, the art to me throughout the movie felt very consistent. Uh, I never really noticed anything I didn't like. I maybe a hot take here. I didn't love the castle itself. I was indifferent about it. Like I wasn't like entranced by it or or thought it was that cool. No, I didn't care about it at all. It was like, oh, this ugly ass. I mean, you know, Bro, I house like bedroom was a slapper. Tell no, me you wouldn't take a house. tell me you wouldn't take a fat nap in house bedroom. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Sorry, I should specify. Inside the house was really cool, and like the set designs, especially as she was cleaning and other things like that, were really really awesome. The outside of the house, I and watching it walk, I don't. Know, maybe it's I'm showing how little I care about Mecca or how little I. You know, uh, what was that? What's that movie Whoa, where they swallow the cities? Muslim viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Inshallah, brother. Right. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, the no, but the what's that movie where the where the cities eat each other? The, what, what's oh, that? the I, I know what you're talking. Yeah. About. You know what I'm talking but, about? Yeah. Like, yeah I, that I hated Hunger that. Games ass movie. I didn't care at all about that movie when it was announced or came out. Is I was that like, the I, Mortal so Engines? Is that what it's called? Something like that. Okay. Exactly. But I guess that's my point. It's like, I didn't care. So maybe yeah, just because it made me think of that. And I was just like, I don't give a shit about this at all. Like, I don't care about <laughs> this moving castle. I wanted it to be like a castle in the sky. Um, <laughs> very funny. Well, well, you have I got, a, have I got a movie for you? <laughs> oh, really? Is there a movie they called that? Yeah. Or something? yeah. Um, but I actually did. I, I was kind of like, off-put by the design of the castle on the outside. I, did, I just thought it looked ugly, and I don't like ugly things. So. Okay, um, well, should I leave then? Goodbye, Johnny! Take it easy. You said it not Don't me, let the but, door right. hit you. Yeah. <laughs> the book's moving castle looks cooler to me, because Miles just put that in the chat, and I think you could probably just Google that and find it very easily for our audio listeners, but... um. It's yeah. less interesting. It's that one's more of like a boring castle. I feel like ca the one in House of Moving Castle is like it's unique. You know, it's like it may look like a literal walking pile of garbage, but at least it looks unique and not just yeah. like a random like brick building. I guess so I'd I rather like see better. a well constructed castle than a random pile of junk with feet with turkey legs walking. But well, how hey, wizard, not at our Baba Yaga is now an enemy of you. Yeah, 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 she is. I hate that character. She's so frustrated playing against in, in Smite. Yeah, I'm a jungler for a reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's uh, that, that's but that's my perspective on the animation. Over overall, I I thought it was beautiful though. Like the movie itself was great, and it's not like the animation ever like was bad. I just I didn't like the design. I, the castle didn't like affect me like the way I maybe thought it would. Um, but yeah, I guess we're uh pretty much. Uh, at time here so why don't we uh talk about our closing thoughts final thoughts whatever final scores yada yada we've done this a couple times we're professionals uh miles why don't you start us off 
Yeah, uh, this movie is nice. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great watch all the way through. I think the characters are fun. I think it's very pretty. I think there's some stuff to take away with it. Even if I think some of the themes, and I don't think I got to talk to this, but I won't elaborate because we don't have time, are a little simplistic, even for the G-rated movie, Pete. I think that you can absolutely uh, d- delve a little deeper um, on in G-rated movies. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily like the worst thing in the world or anything. Um, uh, I really, I, I liked it. I gave it an 8 out of 10. It's very, very solid, good movie. 8 out of 10. All right, Kat, what about you? I really, really enjoyed this movie. It was very, very fun. I actually watched it with, with Burley. If it's the first time watching Burley's my wife. Um, but, like, this, this movie was a, a great treat for me. Of course, there were, there was the ending. That was pretty much the only... Part. The only part that I really had a uh, gripe with was when the prince was there, um, well, when the prince just kind of appeared. Um, but other than that, this, this movie was was great. My main closing thought, personally, is that uh, this I could see where Made in Abyss got its its uh, it got its inspiration for its art style from, but also Made in Abyss kind of did it better and that's why i'm giving uh howl's moving castle a nine three three yes all right i got it uh, i'll write it down as a three perfect uh, <laughs> I thank you nine, for... bro. yeah yeah uh yeah not, uh, a three there you go all right uh johnny what about you yeah it's kind of crazy how made an abyss did it better after 15 years but anyways uh yeah i think Going into this as, you know, my first Miyazaki film, I have to think about, it's like, it's the expectations that are placed upon, I think. And it's like, I think, like, that's obviously going to affect how you view it. So, like, did this movie meet my expectations? Yes. But also, my expectations were basically animate, like, Japanese Disney. And that's kind of what I got, you know? You got a simple story that anyone can watch that you can just sit down, like, and, like, enjoy. But it doesn't really go that deep beyond it i mean it's like i think that there's more that could be done but there's not it's not like it needed to be done so i feel like for what it is it's definitely worth the watch and i think i'm gonna be giving it an eight an eight Alrighty. uh jay what about you oh uh yeah i really enjoy this movie i think that like i said it's something you can watch with anybody it is a pretty timeless uh ghibli classic in my opinion and honestly, my personal favorite Ghibli movie. I'm going to give this a 9. A 9? Nice. Alright, uh, Pete, what about you? Love this film so much. I love how the the themes that they made very simple for anybody con- to consume. I thought the answers I wanted were mostly there. Minus, I, I'm with Kat. Uh, the ending with like getting the Calcifer back from uh, the witch, to me, was kind of like the one thing that I didn't really enjoy. Um, other than that, this movie was fantastic. It's my second favorite Ghibli film. Um, we didn't talk about the music, but the music was great. The art was incredible. The voice acting was really good outside of Billy Crystal. Uh, but that's just like so good, by the way. That, Billy Crystal's yeah. voice acting is amazing. He, he's watch in, the he's sub the if you watch the sub. It's at first, and then you watch this. It's like I don't know. It's like Chewbacca is playing Calcifer for me. It's just so different compared to what the sub is. I just greatly prefer the sub. Billy Crystal's great, by the way. I love him. I'm giving this a nine. Nine. All right. Uh, and Rifle, what about you? Uh, yeah, this 
movie itself, animation and art style was just very spectacular. I think for the first half of the film, I enjoyed the story and characters. The latter half, I uh, had a little bit of issues, but I'm thankful that Jay was able to exp- explain some of them. So thank you, buddy. Uh, it doesn't really move my score too much, but I'm giving the movie an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Pretty. Uh, I also, I'll echo the points of the uh, uh, of the music. I loved it. It made me uh, very nostalgic, mainly because it sounded like uh, Super Mario Galaxy to me. Like one of the songs that, uh, that play, the song that plays in Rosalina's Hub. That is, the, it sounds very similar to uh, Howl's Moving Castle's main theme, I, I think. Um, and maybe I'm crazy for thinking, like, aligning those, but I thought they sounded very similar. Uh, but overall, the music was just great throughout. I really did enjoy the movie. I, I don't know. As usual, I'm just frustrated by uh, things that felt unexplained or things that felt just weird to me. That, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I was somewhere between a 7 and an 8. I think a 7.5 would have been perfect for me. But we don't give those scores on Mal or in Watch Club. So I had a number generator pick a number between 7 and 8. And it picked 8. Uh, so I'm going with an 8 out of 10 as well for Cosmoon Castle, which... Uh, Brings us to, I believe we had four eights and three nines. So that's a 59 divided by seven. That brings us out to an 8.428. So we'll go with an 8.43 overall uh, for us on our opinion on Howl's Moving Castle. Again, Mal has it at an 8.66. So pretty similar uh, in scoring, which I guess makes sense with our larger cast today. Uh, But yeah, that wraps up our discussion on Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, Miles, what are we watching for Cat Week? So, um, for Cat Week, um, in third place, we had, um, when I bring up my thing, please hold, (laughs) uh, we had My Roommate is a Cat, which is a, uh, a very cat-like thing. Now, we had a tie for first place between Nanbaka and Space Dandy, but then... I went through the archives, which is my list. And at some point, someone nominated Space Dandy and it got a legacy point. I think that was also me. What's <laughs> <Yeah. wrong>? <laughs> so, uh, so we will be watching Space Dandy. Um, Common JW. So, Kat, I hope that you like Space Dandy. I know you were desperate to watch Nambaka too, but maybe later. <laughs> there is no maybe later. And next year. Know. Next year's Cat Week. No, there, there's... <laughs> Nominated for Miles Week, actually. Nominated for Miles Week. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, perfect. All right, so we're watching Space Dandy for uh, our September 4th meeting, which I believe is Labor Day. So um, maybe there'll be a connection there. Who knows? Probably not. You never know. I just want to uh, say this was a really close week for Cat Week. Our lowest scored thing was Trigun at 9. And our highest was a tie at 12. Damn. So, like, Ooh. this was a very... It was, like, 12, 12, 11, 10, 9. Very Is there close. anything tie for third? No. <laughs> okay, so it was just, like... Well, technically, it's second, right? Because it's a tie, but, yeah. Sure. Call of the Night came in. You want you, you want a legacy point for that, Johnny? That's how it works. I don't, I don't care. It's, it honestly sure. is how it works sometimes. I am not consistent at all with it. I go completely by feel. Yeah. <laughs> Just based on how you feel, I don't care either way. Sure. I want to see how the sausage is made. 
Uh, it has gotten better over time, is what I will tell you. Progress. Progress. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Character development. There, there's more. There's more data, so it's easier to make the correct decision based on the data, right? Something like that. Um, but yeah, all right. Now, uh, we did the wheel uh, last week. Uh, so nominations for this episode or this upcoming or for voting for this next session uh, is for Pat week. Uh, so my week. Thanks, Pat. Big plug. Um, so, yeah, why don't we all except for me nominate shows for Pat week? Miles, what have you got for Pat week? I was torn between a few things. There's a few things that I know you like. One, you like some romances, but like I feel like there are tiers above this that you like. Right. So like what you really like are things that are quick to watch. Um, you're always very pro-movie um, yeah. and stuff. And so I was thinking, what about uh, the, I can't understand what my husband is saying. There's been interest in that. You have obviously been interested in that. But then I thought about it more. And what I think you truly crave, that maybe we all crave, is validation for your opinions. And so I've decided to go with something to settle a score between you and Pete. And I... <laughs> I'm oh, going to nominate White Album 2. Oh, my Let's God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I'm safe. I'm safe. Oh, and my you God. Know what the best part is, this makes sense because Miles loves visual novels, too. So this is <laughs> yeah. and it's a visual novel source. So they, there's the connection. good visual too. novels, though. This one's like one of the most highly rated ones. I also sure. like that. It has nothing there's to like do seven. with White Album. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the seven that yeah, people care about. It's, it's not hard know? to be better than Fruits of Grisai and Love Love. For everyone you know about, there's a hundred even worse ones. So, a Muffle so, of Alternative is the highest rated visual novel. Of yep, all time. but not the anime. No. <laughs> Thank you, Ma. I appreciate that gift. That's fun. Uh, but, Kat, what about you? What have you got for Pat Week? So, I also had a few things to choose from, and I was hoping that nobody would take any of mine, so I just prepared three just in case. Um, yes, I know there's only one person who goes in front of me, but still. Um, I So at the number one spot, uh, I've got a show that you really, really like. Uh, Wandering Witch Elena. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I love that show. I think that show is underappreciated. So I would love to talk about it and rewatch it. I think there's a dub for it too, isn't there? I think that I think they made a dub for it. That's another thing. You can tell that he's getting excited <laughs> when he starts over explaining well, things. Well, no, I'm excited because it's like, oh, I might be able to watch it like authentically for the first time rather than like watch the sub again, you know? So that would be fun. Uh but yeah, I loved that show. That show was great. So thank you, Kat. Appreciate it. What were the other two? Uh, you know, we'll ask that later. Uh Johnny, what have you got? Yeah, so for me as well, I know there's a lot of shows that we've uh wanted you to watch but you know as the as the smite player you are you would rather spend eight hours in ranked than watch an anime on times two speed for two hours so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna make you watch anime that you refuse to watch because the last few times that we did it you actually enjoyed it so you're you nominating the last eight episodes of season one of code geos that's crazy it's like the last four episodes i could have probably nominated any of you again but that's not what i'm gonna do i'm gonna nominate something that like you know you have gone on record to say that you hate for some reason even though this thing is in shows that you like for no explainable reason, because it's a show you like, 
So I'm going to nominate Mob Psycho 100 because it's Ooh. about time that you watch hey, that. Hey, that's my boy. Hey. That's my boy. That's that's yeah. a spicy Pat challenge because that's like, like I dare you to not like this. And if there's anything I know about Pat, it's that he'll, he'll, he'll win that. He'll find a way to hate it. When it's in a show he likes. He doesn't like psychics except when it's an elfin lead, a show he likes. I will say, you know, I will say the bunny girl time travel uh, is missed by a lot of people because I think it's very poorly explained. Um, and that kind of makes it not time travel. So I do understand why I just like being a hater. I mean, every show has time travel. It's just going forward. Good no, I, it, great call out there, Johnny. No, I guess, yeah, my point with Bunny Girl is I, I, I didn't notice it, so I didn't care until then you pointed it out to me, and then I cared, and I disliked it, but I, I still like the show a lot. So why would I just, you know, hate the show now? I just hate you now. Um, <laughs> now it's uh, personal. No, and again, I've made my point with Elfin Lead many times. You can see the psychic shit. I hate psychic shit that you can't see. You can't see in Elfin Lead. But I don't know. Again, we can talk about that if Mob Psycho wins. But I, you know what? I may be a hater, but if there's one other hater out there, at least I know Emily has me because uh, she didn't like Mob Psycho season one either. So there we go. Um, I'll have, I should we, have my back. We all have bad takes. Yeah, exactly. There you go. We're, we're all... We're all... <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Jay, what have you got for Pat Week? Uh, yeah, so I'm going with something that is a movie. Uh, something that I think you might enjoy because it's well animated. Shows the horrors of war. Um, the guy who did basically the directing character design is uh, Hiroyuki Okura, Okura, who did key animation for Your Name, mm-hmm. as well as Paprika, Akira, the first OP of the original Euroni Kinshin, uh, Evangelion 3.0, a lot, uh, the second Naruto movie, basically a lot of stuff. I'm nominating uh, Jinro Wolf Brigade. Ooh. I've never heard of that. That sounds interesting, though, with all those people. Atta- it sounds like a vintage thing. Is it from, like, the 90s? or From the year 2000 by production IG. That's another Ooh. Pat thing, just picking something that looks kind of neat from 1998 to 2002. That's way at least older. That's way at least older than me. Yeah, it's something old and random, and and just why not? You know, something that you wouldn't find on a normal streaming service either, because the rights are all split apart into five <laughs> different studios. You know, uh, but yeah, perfect. All right, uh, Pete, what about you? Now we we've touched on a little bit that Pat has a witch fetish, but there's also another thing that Pat also loves, and that's being dominated. So I'm gonna pick a dominating witch show. I'm gonna nominate Witchcraft Works. Witchcraft works. Why <laughs> you just described the hentai there, honestly? I mean, you should see Pat's search history. No, I don't. It's empty, so. Um... Oh, it well, there, there are... smart Pat. There <laughs> are a, a lot of witches in this show. Yeah. Yeah, there are. They, they, they craft works together, too. And it doesn't have the etchy tag, which I'm a little surprised of looking at the splash art, but that's okay. <laughs> that makes it more of a pat show honestly that it doesn't yeah. have like the etchy tag i think so that no it uh, i was just expecting it to just because of the, right. the the man to woman ratio on this this flash <laughs> art is i mean it's i guess it's about witches it makes sense okay there we go <laughs> there it comes all full circle here uh all right and uh rifle the reason you watched howl's moving castle was to give me this show or potentially give me this show what is it yeah, I had trouble because I don't know you too well, sadly. So I was thinking to myself, there's two movies I could probably do. And I was like, one of them 
is definitely a Pat movie, while the other one you'd still like, but everyone would also probably like. But I'm like, nah, this is a Pat week. So I'm going to lean in towards your uh, samurai side and nominate Sword of the Stranger. Ah, nice. Ooh, okay. I've never heard of that one. At least I don't think I have, so. Let's see it. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny just shared a screenshot. One of the characters in Pete's show is named Obama. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. But all right, sort of the samurai. That sounds like fun. No, Dude, sort oh, of the man. stranger. Sort, sort of the stranger. Sorry, that it, it, but it's a samurai movie, right? Sorry. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm excited to see uh, what we end up voting on on that week. Uh, do we want to spin the wheel real quick for Miles and Jay and uh, see what we're doing or, uh, doing for next week's nominations? I believe Jay and I have decided to do a cage match to the death um in order to determine who gets to go next okay cool i'll spin the wheel to be just just to be safe in case okay i'm also i'm also coming. going to get miles like life if i win like <laughs> yeah. That, yeah you get to step in i will use cooper as my own are you, <laughs> gonna steal, are you gonna steal his heart and make your own moving castle yeah you know, there you go <laughs> i have i have a heart condition steal something else also it's <laughs> gonna be like a, it's just gonna be like a moving house not a moving castle because it's like it's tough on you don't tell me what to do. I'll steal your heart if I want to. Yeah. Well, you have, but more metaphorically. <laughs> you guys are so sweet. Uh, but yeah, so it is Jay week, uh, two weeks from now. So come ready with uh, nominations for Jay. And then it'll Let's be Miles go. week after that to wrap it all up. So, Oh, did uh, we spin the wheel? I did just spin the wheel. Oh, I uh, totally missed it. Okay. I didn't stream we, it. We all I did. Think it... <laughs> no, yeah, we all did. I just did it while you guys were talking uh, to okay. keep us moving here because we are approaching time, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, so let's... Uh, yeah, let's uh, wrap up our Watch Club there. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, Pete, why don't you close out the show? Yeah, if you have made this far and you want to support us, the best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are watching and or listening to us on next week. No idea. I'll put something out on Monday. <laughs> I'll figure <laughs> it out then. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much. And otherwise, if you're here for Watch Club, we'll see you in two weeks for Space Dandy. Thanks. Peace.